Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. Through personal and professional connections in the running world, I have the privilege of getting to know some amazing athletes. I've always been fascinated by the psychological aspect of running, and this podcast is aimed at exploring this and much more. I hope you enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. I have Lauren Paquette joining me from uh, Arizona, where the time zones are always interesting, as we both learned today. Um, so, Lauren, thanks so much for uh, for taking some time to chat and and for your flexibility. Of course, I really appreciate you giving me the platform today. For sure. So, um, first question: Who is Lauren? <laughs> who Just starting with a tough one? Hi. <laughs> who am I? Well, um, I don't think that can be covered in an hour or so long podcast, (laughs) but we'll try, (laughs) but that's a good existential question. And one that I think I'm probably still figuring out, but, um, yeah, I am 34 years old. I am a Southerner. I have just moved the past year to a completely different part of the country to Fox at Arizona to join NAZ elite. And, um, on surface level, I guess you could say I'm a, um, professional elite distance runner. <laughs> um, and yeah, multifaceted. <laughs> very cool. As Corey McGee says, very fun job. So yes, Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> most, of the- um, most of the time. So given that this is a running podcast, after all, let's sort of set the stage with, um, what got you into running and then we can dig into the more existential questions uh, later on, perhaps. Um, so do you remember your first run? <sighs> you know, my, so my dad was a professional pole vaulter um, in the 80, like late 70s, 80s. And um, I think my first run was with him because, I mean, he wasn't pole vaulting at this time when I ran with him when I was like 12, but um, he always stayed pretty fit. And so, yeah, he just asked me to go on a run with him at, at a young age in our neighborhood. And, um, I remember just thinking like, this is really, really hard. And he was just encouraging me to push myself and something I hadn't done before. Um, so that literally was like, it maybe lasted for, I think I ran with him two or three times in like one week. And then fast forward to like, five years later, age 17, because <laughs> I pretty much was like, yeah, this is hard. I'm going to go be a kid. Like, no, thanks. You know? Um, but yeah. And then my, um, I'm not sure about my first like true, true run, but how I got into running was I went to a really small, um, private high school in Little Rock, Arkansas, and we just didn't really have all the sports. Um, and, Finally, my junior year, um, this man who had run for University of Arkansas decided to bring the sport to our school. And I really didn't have any interest in it at first. I was doing almost 
every other sport you can think of that we had available besides soccer. And I was really focused on volleyball. I was doing junior Olympic volleyball as libero. I was really into um, music. So it just wasn't really on my radar. But, you know, you need, at least in Arkansas at the time, you need five people on your team to score your team in a cross-country meet. And the team only had five people and one girl was sick. So they kind of, you know, scouted around to the school and came to me and were like, I know you're really athletic. Like you used to be fast playing tag on the playground. Or <laughs> I remember like, back in kindergarten. You know, when or, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, or like, um, what's it, what is it like the, oh, like mini Olympics day where you have, you know, all these different events and like egg toss or hundred meter dash. And I used to be able to beat up on the majority of the guys even, um, whether they were trying or not, I, I don't know, but you know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. They definitely were. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they they just, they asked me to fill in. And um, I do remember in Arkansas, we did 4K for cross country. And um, so pretty short, but they just brought you out to this field, seemingly in the middle of nowhere and fired off a, you know, a gun with blanks in it. And we're just like, okay, start your race. And so it just wasn't, prepared for that. I, I, I walked in my first 4k race. So about two and a half miles. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I think I, it was just like a random meet. Um, but I did finish, I want to say I was like third or fourth or something. So like, even though I, I walked and, you know, it was really hard and I was not prepared for it. Like I still performed pretty well. Um, so then, you know, the coach just thought I might have potential in this, in this sport. So they kind of convinced me to stay on the team. And I mean, I really stayed on the team because I really liked the, the people on the team rather than actually running because it was really hard that first race. I mean, I hadn't even done a run with them. I just showed up with them and ran. Um, and so, yeah, so they convinced me to stay on the team and, I got third at state cross country that year in Arkansas, which it sounds impressive, but actually disclaimer, Arkansas at the time is just not super deep. (laughs) So, so, um, but yeah, that's what it was. And then I ended up competing, um, on the track my junior year. So I just, and then through my senior year did cross country and track. So yeah, that's kind of how, that's kind of how it started. Very cool. So if, um, if the Lauren who was walking in the 4k back then saw the Lauren of today, what do you think she would say? Uh, I, you know what? I actually think that when I don't know about in that actual race, but I do remember in high school thinking like, I'm going to be really good, <laughs> um, you know, but I'm, I'm just thinking like, I want to be a professional athlete and I'd like to make an Olympic team. Um, but you know, that was young Lauren who really didn't have any idea of what that actually meant, like what that actually, what that would entail. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say that that first race, I would have seen my path going in this direction because it was hard and I walked and it was like, get me off this course <laughs> as fast as possible. Um, but yeah, I think just, I had a really good coach who invested in me and just, um, yeah, I just kept seeing improvements like big ones from month to month. So, yeah. So fast forward a few years and you've 
you've almost finished your first or you have finished your first year with NAZ Elite or is it still anyway it's a year yeah it's been pretty much almost exactly a year because I I got here on New Year's Eve of 2019 (laughs) talk about a big change in the new year yeah and one I thought (laughs) a lot of unexpected hurdles (laughs) yeah so so let's talk about that what what has it been like being on a new team where things may have been normal for like a month or two and then it's just totally wild. So you, you moved, you moved cities, you moved States. Um, I have some advanced scouting that says when she moves to a new city, she ends up knowing more about the city than a local. So <laughs> I hear uh, your friend, Camille Crump, uh, Crampton, Cramp- oh my gosh, that's so Camille. <laughs> that's so funny. Hi, Camille. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I I mean, it definitely, I mean, the whole process to join a team, especially at the age I am or was when I joined a team, um, it was uh, definitely exciting. There are lots of unknown variables, even just to begin with, despite everything that's happened in 2020. But I mean, yeah, when I when I got here, I was banged up. I had some, um, perineal, uh, not perineal, um, post-tib tendonitis going on in my left foot and ankle. And, um, so I really wasn't like running that much to begin with, but I was going to all the practices and going to weights and everything. And it was like just a dream come true for me. Like I had been training alone for about six years and, um, I think, you know, training by yourself and having to do everything on your own, makes you a certain kind of mentally tough, but it also gets really old really quickly. Um, So I was looking to back in, I started the process of looking for a team in July of 2019. And, um, you know, I, and once like something worked out, which ended up being an easy for me, which I'm so happy about. I mean, they were like one of my top, top choices to begin with. Um, I was just like a kidney candy shop. So excited just to have, training partners and not just training partners, but women, um, that I could really look up to and I can invest in and I can really believe in and feel like I could also make a contribution to the team. Um, so it was amazing, even though I was hurt, <laughs> like the first month, first four to six weeks. And then, um, I was working with AJ and Wes Greg at Hypo2, um, to help my tendonitis. And eventually, you know, it, it got better and better. And so I was able to do more runs, do more workouts with the team. And I think I might've gotten maybe like three weeks or maybe three or four weeks of workouts, actual workouts with the team before things kind of started to shut down. Um, so like, I do remember walking into the weight room one day at Hypo 2 and, um, Ben Rosario, our coach pulls us aside and he's like, ladies, like talking to me and Danny, I'm really sorry, but like, um, your first two races have been canceled, um, because of this pandemic. And it was just like, oh, okay. Like really? So it's actually like really serious. You know, It was like almost kind of, I mean, we knew that it was the, the pandemic was going on in, in March and, but I don't think it really hit home that it was like as serious as it was until almost overnight, you know? And then I think we had one more week of 
meeting up together. And then the state of Arizona um, went on lockdown. And so we decided as a team to follow, obviously follow the state lockdowns and be good citizens and um, be good role models for the rest of the running world. And, but yeah, it was definitely surreal for me because I pretty much joined a team to have training partners. <laughs> and then couldn't. Yeah. It's very, very, very ironic. And um yeah, I mean, we were quarantined, I guess, or kind of just meet like, like running on our own for two and a half months, maybe something like that. And I remember there was this one run where I had just finished this workout out on Lake Mary Road here in Flagstaff, and I was doing my cool down, and I like ran by Stephanie Bruce. <laughs> I was like, I miss you. You know, it was, it was just like, and that was the highlight of my, I, I had an, I had a great workout that day. Um, and it was the highlight of my day to be on my cool down and just be like, Oh my God, like, I can't wait. Like there's my training partner and I just can't wait till we're all back together again. No, I totally feel you on that. I, um, back in March, I was, um, also quarantining and living alone. And I, um, I saw a friend on the other side of a bridge and we had a conversation across the bridge and four lanes of traffic. And <laughs> it was like the best part of my week. No, like, I, I, Whitney, hello. Actually, hello from the other side. I know I ran into Danny on another one of these runs and literally like in the middle of our run, we had a 45 minute conversation <laughs> like way more than six feet apart just because we were like, God, it's good to see your face, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> an interesting start to, um, my joining the team. <laughs> definitely. And so how have things changed over the last couple of weeks and months? It looks like you guys have gotten into like pods or um, smaller training groups. Yeah. So we, when we um, finally started meeting back together as a team, we took it very slow and in increments. So where we would have like one other person to work out with. So usually, um, yeah, I mean, that was typically like at that time, me or Steph or and then we, you know, extended to like me, Steph and Kellen. And of course, the men's team did the same thing, like, but just for workouts. And then it slowly is like, um, we kind of analyze the situation. We're still following state and county protocols. And we were slowly able to get back to, okay, doing some easy runs together and then widening the circle a little bit. But we basically kept it to just um, our team for a long time. And that, you know, you have to trust your teammates that they're doing everything you're doing and being safe. And, right. um, you know, I know it's been different for different groups and different states and people just have been doing what they feel like they're, you know, moral and compass and also um, just, you know, like what they feel like is safe and right for them at the time. Um, so that's what we did as well. And um, yeah, eventually we were able to kind of just all start meeting together again. And um, it's been different because normally our group is pretty, um, we're pretty inclusive. Like we like when other people from other groups <clears throat> like come do easy runs with us or, or, you know, and like, it's, you know, we're not super secretive, obviously, like our whole motto is share the journey. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. The workouts are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, you can see all of our training on Strava and final surge. Like there's nothing secret about it. It's, you know, and, um, and normally, yeah, like 
we like to have other people in Flagstaff or visiting and altitude stints come and train with us, but we just kind of had to be, you know, a little bit more locked down than that. So it's really just, we keep it pretty insular within our team, even, even now. Um, How has your, how has that impacted motivation? You know, my motivation, crazily enough, um, never waned throughout the, this entire thing. Um, I think I was just so happy to be here and just like enjoying myself so much, even though there were just so many new things (laughs) with training and all that. I mean, there were so many new variables I had to get used to, but I almost felt like in a weird way, I was just insulated from all the fear and anxiety because I felt like I was just so focused and like doing something that jived with my, my spirit and my, my value system and my beliefs. And I was just so happy. I'm just, I'm still just so happy to like, just, just be here and be on this team and have like been my teammates and all the resources we have at, at our disposal. And, um, yeah, like I do remember this one day, <laughs> like the week before we really shut down in quarantine, we had this kind of nasty day in Flagstaff where it was kind of blizzarding a little bit. <laughs> and, um, we had 20 by 200 that day. It wasn't like a crazy long or hard workout, but I, re- I remember not feeling very good on it. And, it started to blizzard in the, in the middle of the workout to almost where I couldn't see anything. And, and I just was thinking like, this is just so fitting for what's going on right now, because like, it was the same week that we all realized like, Oh, this is serious. Like the world's in in trouble right now. And um, it almost felt like I was in a snow globe or something. And like, I was being like, like insulated from all the, the, yeah, just the unrest and the ugliness out there in the world right now with everything going on. And, um, yeah, I was just, so I've been trying to just tap into that kind of mindset, just like blocking everything out and just kind of focusing on like what I can do in the moment and just controlling what I can, what I can control. And like, it was a really, really nasty day, but it was literally one of my favorite like running memories so far out here. Yeah, I think the like the gratitude and um, staying present can be so powerful. Do you think that um, coming out of your injury played a role? You know, I've had my fair share of injuries over the years. And definitely um, every time you come out of it, you're just like, I will never complain about how hard <laughs> the workouts are again. Right. As long as I can, you know, do what I love to do, or I can be pain free or, you know, it's different for everybody. But yeah, I mean, definitely it's all, it's all a factor. I mean, it just, I don't know, like I, I I know 2020 has, it's been hard for me too in different ways, but it's, it's actually been one of my, my favorite years so far, weirdly enough, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And I think that um, obviously there's a lot going on and there's a lot that we can't control, but there is still for many of us, plenty that we can control. And for me, running has been like one of the only things that I've had control over and running has like brought me so much joy this year in ways that it hadn't ever before because it's been that consistency and it's been that, um, like, oh, that's not going as well as I wanted, but 
I'm going to go for a run and like, it's going to be great. Or like, I haven't seen friends in weeks, but it's, I can just go yeah. for a run and maybe I'll run, run into somebody. It sounds way worse than it is, but um, I, I think you know where I, what I'm getting at there. I, I mean, I 100% agree. And, you know, I think, I think that mindset was actually so valuable this past summer once we actually, you know, got to race and, you know, we, we'd been kind of, we kind of been operating our whole team under the, the hope that, you know, this is happening. It's a real thing, but we, we can still be outside. Like training doesn't totally have to stop and we can still like try to get the best out of ourselves in a really crappy situation. Um, and just put our nose to the, to the grindstone and, you know, um, just, and hopefully if in the chance, the off chance that we, we were able to race, we'd be ready and then just show up to the start line, just grateful to even have the, have the opportunity, you know? And I mean, that, that worked for me. I know that there've been a lot of athletes that, um, they've, they've had to kind of take a different approach and step back. And I think there's no, there's no like right or wrong this year with any of it. It's kind of just where you're at and how you're processing. Um, but for me, that was, that was, that was it. That was it for me. Yeah. I think that the sort of understanding how, how to play with motivation and how to use whatever motivation you have in this year is more important than ever. And, and so you, you did get to race uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago and an Instagram post that you made um, was what inspired me to reach out about this podcast where you shared sometimes, you, <clears throat> sometimes you take big swings in this sport and miss bummed to not have the race I've been working towards, but immensely proud of all three of my teammates home runs, achieving the 10 K Olympic standard. Before I joined NAZ Elite, I had to have an honest talk with myself after training alone for so many years. Am I, I going to be okay with getting my ass kicked in practices and races at times? The answer is hell yeah. Um, so I, I love this for two parts. The first being the swing and a miss. And the second is the um, pride and and um, sort of like if you're the fastest person around, you're if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the fastest person around, you're you know on the wrong team. Um, so first I love the, um, the, the big swing mentality. Like we can't, we can't hit the home runs unless we take the big swings and, um, usually they're not home runs, but I think that's what makes it so fun and so exciting when, when they do work out well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like going into that 10 K race, um, I really, had I was excited for it great training um you know I'm still kind of processing why it kind of went downhill for me I actually just talked to Ben Rosario today had a, a meeting with them to kind of go over the the 10k but you know the solace that I can take in you know coming up short of my goal is that all three of my teammates that I train with every day step for step stride for stride they all were able to make it happen on that, on that day. And while, yeah, like it's kind of upsetting to not have my own race go the way I wanted. Like, I know that I can train with them because we've been training together and I just, you know, have to just trust that, yeah, my day will come too. And 
just so happy for those ladies, especially. I mean, I'm happy for everyone all the time, but also like Danny Shanahan, I think just deserves a gold medal for that performance. (laughs) Got tripped 5K into the race and came back and still ran the Olympic standard. And she's made so many like just leaps and bounds mentally this year, um, just this past fall. And I think her just, you know, trusting in the training and just head down and YOLO pretty much. <laughs> like <laughs> it paid off big time for her. And, you know, yeah, I can be upset about my own race and I think I should be upset about it. It was um it's it's okay to be upset with not, you know, running anywhere near what you're capable of. Um, I should be upset about it, but that doesn't mean that I can't also like cheer for my teammates and be so excited for them at the same time. Definitely. Um, one thing you mentioned before that I wanted to jump back into was you said that, um, you wanted to bring something to this team. Um, one of the things that I've enjoyed asking other athletes who have joined teams is like, what is, what do you want to bring to the team? So, um, my question to you is what, what was, what was one thing that you wanted to bring to your teammates? You know, I have a little bit of a different, well, a couple things, I guess, like physically, I have a little bit of a different background than the majority of my team. I'm, I've been more trained like a speed athlete in the past. I ran the 800 in college, um, the 15 towards my senior year, but you know, then I was, I was basically a miler for a long time. Then I had quite a few years of injuries or really wasn't on the map. And then just in 2016, did I kind of switch over to, or like dabble more in like 3k, 5k. And then the 10k is still a relatively new event for me. I just have run uh, my first 10k this year. And so, um, but yeah, so I, I have that kind of just, I don't know, like just a different, a different background to where I've done more, um, like more speed endurance type workouts and the way that NAZ, the way that Ben trains athletes at NAZ is kind of, it's very different than that. It's like lots of critical velocity. So like, you know, um, like long, like lots of reps, longer reps, really, really short rests versus what I've been doing, which is like really high intensity intervals with lot, um, short ones with lots of rest. And, um, so, you know, it's like in races, you need to have the fitness to be able to, um, run certain times, but then uh, sometimes it kind of comes down to being there at the end of the race and then having to kick. And so, um, last year we, we, he did something different where we kind of melded all of our strengths together. <laughs> so we I mean, he didn't made one super athlete. I mean, he didn't, you know, obviously you don't get away from what works for what really works for you, but we knew that I had been pretty underdeveloped, um, aerobically. And so it was really cool that like working out with Kellen and stuff, the majority, um, of the year, like I could kind of rely on them a little bit to like help me, um, with the longer aerobic endurance type stuff. And then they hadn't really done that kind of speed endurance training for a while. And so when we had those type of workouts, um, I could, you know, I could kind of help them out and push them up and help to push them. So it was kind of a good, it was like a good marriage of like, you know, 
skills and talents and um, just experience. But, you know, um, yeah, so that was one thing. But then also, like, I just I wanted to join a team where I could really, like, be excited about the people on the team too. Like I really was not about <laughs> trying to join a team where you're trying to like kill each other in practice every day, or there's like, a lot of drama or something. I'm just, I'm too old for that. And um, yeah. And so it basically um, I just wanted to contribute to a team in the role of support when it's, when it's necessary. You know, I think um and an example of kind of what I'm talking about, not me, but I know I mean, when I was first, when I first got here, when I was hurt, um, you know, it was like January to February. And that's when the marathoners were building up for their Olympic trials. And so they're very locked in, you know, and I just remember, like, I wasn't even able to run that much. And I'd go to practice in the weight room. And like, literally every day, I saw Alephine Tuliamic. Til- she like took the time to like ask me how I was doing like with my injury and like how I was adjusting to all these, to this new life <laughs> basically. And, um, you know, and I just like, I, I noticed that stuff and I remembered that because like here she is about to be on the biggest stage of her life and she takes the time to like, see how I'm doing. And then she goes and wins the thing. <laughs> And it's like, it's, it's such a small gesture. Like it's nothing huge, but it's like, you know, um, yeah, I just, I wanted to be on a team where I could contribute to just people's overall success. And she would probably say, of course I would do that. Why would I do anything else? (laughs) Also like one of the nicest people. And here's a beanie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. Very cool. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just said, I hope that answered your question. Yes, it absolutely did. Um, Yeah. It's, it's super cool to see the, the personalities that come out of the team onto social um, (laughs) and, and also in person. I've, I've, uh, I've been there a couple of times and um, yeah, very, very awesome group that, that you guys have. Um, so let's, let's fast forward 10 years. What are you, what are you really proud of accomplishing? Hmm. You mean like 10 years from now or just in my career as of now? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, you know, I, I think I'm just, I've had a lot of setbacks on my career, whether that's been injury or just not being in the right environment or just really not having the best mindset and having to work on that. And I think like one thing I am proud of myself, um, and I think I will be in 10 years from now, because I think that's only going to get better. It's just my capacity to adapt and just kind of persevere. Um, I feel like if a lot of people in my situation years ago. And I mean, I had almost four years straight of injuries where I wasn't really able to train like I, I, I could. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people in that situation, those situations just kind of like give up on themselves or give up on the sport. And, you know, like I understand that it's not fun and it's, you know, it makes you question a lot of your, you know, life choices. (laughs) 
this, but <laughs> right. um, yeah, you know, I just, I love running and I, I love the sport and um, yeah, I just didn't want to go out like that and felt like I had a lot more in me to, to give. And so, you know, I, I hope that, you know, at the end of the day that can just inspire one person and just help them not give up either when things are hard for something they, they really love. And um, yeah, so, you know, it took me a long time to get here. (laughs) Um, It took me a long time to find my way onto this team or, you know, a team that I truly love and care about everyone on it. So, you know, I think that finding your way is just sometimes it's, it's really, really hard and you have to take a more introspective look on really what you, what you want out of certain endeavors and what you want out of life. And, um, yeah, it's totally, it's always going to be a work in progress. And I think that's just something that I'm always going to be proud of. It's just my ability to just keep on showing up. I love that. And it's like perfectly. So I, I like, I've, I've started asking this question a lot on the podcast and it has led to, very different answers, but they all pretty much, I don't know, 95% of them follow the yeah. same theme, which is a qualitative answer and not a quantitative answer. Almost nobody has said, I want to be an Olympian. I want to be, I want to be the best in the world. I want to, I want to win an Olympic gold. Um, it's, it's very intangible. Um, and it's more about exactly what you said. Like, I'm proud of myself now. I want to be I want to continue to be proud of myself and get better and contribute and give back and show others that, you know, you don't have to give up. And I think that I think and I've reflected on this before, but I'll do it again. Um, that's in stark comparison to, I think, what a lot of amateurs would say when asked this question. And again, if you're listening, please correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. But I think that a lot of amateurs are stuck in the like, and and I was very guilty of this too, the like, I want to break five or four or three or BQ or PR or whatever. And that's that's how worth is measured. And I think for a lot of people, the the actual progress and growth doesn't happen until you can disassociate from an outcome like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing that I really like about along those lines is, you know, when we have a race coming up and we talk, I talked to Ben Rosario talks to each of us individually before, and he's never like, we know what, you know, we know what the the standards are, you know, what kind of good rubrics of performance are. But, you know, he's, he's never like, we're going to go into this race and we're going to try to break 15 minutes for 5k. (laughs) That's not how he operates. He's more qualitative. He's more like, you know, give yourself a chance, put yourself in the position to succeed. You know, um, here's like what that looks like and how we're going to get there, you know? And, um, and I think that if you tap into those more qualitative aspects or maybe existential aspects for a lot of people, like the, um, the results you a lot of times take care of themselves. And then even when they don't, it's like, as long as you put your best foot forward and you were doing everything you, you could, like you still, you still get things out of that and you can still carry that with you into future performances. Definitely. Um, so you said that you were, you had a string of like four years worth of injuries and you chose not to give up. Um, 
if if we had had this conversation in year three of that <laughs> string and you didn't know that year four would be the last year of that string of injuries and I asked you, why are you still doing this? What do you think you would have said? You know, I really just think I would, it's, it's, it's a hard, I would have probably said like, I can't go out like this. Like I refuse to, like, I know, um, how much I love the sport and how happy I am when I'm able to do what, what I love to do. And I also know that I, I work hard enough and I do have, you know, whatever you believe about talent. Like I, you know, I just, I didn't want to end my career, not running or just being bitter at the sport because having yeah. injuries years in a row is like you a lot you know and that and that happens and it's understandable where people just end up hating the sport you know and I've had so many I have so many good memories in the sport despite all of the all of everything and you know I know and I, I know how much good it has brought into my life, like friends and family and just experiences that, you know, I just, I didn't want to be like, and I stopped here because I am mad at running, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, and I really, you know, it was hard because I kind of had like, it wasn't four years of like not running at all. It was more like right. well, I would have a few months of like, okay training and then I would get hurt, you know? So it was more of like this injury cycle where I just couldn't, I couldn't get out of it and I couldn't figure out what kept making me injured. And, um, and there was one, one season in the middle of that four years where I did have a pretty good season and I PR'd in the 800 and the mile. So it was almost like I, I like kept getting glimpses of like the athlete that I could be and like the mental toughness that I did have. But I, you know, so it was like, it was like just enough to kind of keep me in it. I don't know, honestly, if it had been like, oh, I haven't run in two years, if it would have been the same right. thing. But I mean, I almost took like, <laughs> I almost took a D2 coaching position in the middle of it. Cause I was like, I don't know, like, I'm still going to train, but like, I don't, this might be it for me. Like you just, yeah you don't know. I mean, it's hard to kind of some, some injuries and cycles. It's just when you can't get out of it, you don't, you can't see an ending point. And that's very hard. How did you get out of it? I got out of it because, um, we, I kind of had to take a step back, work with physical therapists and bio biomechanists like Max Puckett. Um, <laughs> to, <laughs> I know the guy. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Try to figure out um, like what was the root cause of my injury? And we figured out that it was mechanical. So I've actually, you know, knock on wood, I've never had a stress fracture. Um, I have not, I've been fortunate to not, um, deal much with like eating issues, anemia, um, things like that. But it's more of just like the load I was putting on my body was not being absorbed very well because of the way that I ran, I run on my toes. And so my lower legs take a beating and it, it is a, it is a constant just every day. Like I'm doing mobility or I'm doing, you know, toe, ankle, foot flexibility. Like I need to get massages. It just was a matter of like figuring out my formula to 
stay healthy and not go over the edge. I got to pick your brain on that separately because I've had, <laughs> I've had similar issues. I, I had the post tib um, issues earlier this year and I had um, bilateral stress reactions from probably my foot strike um, and not fun. Definitely, definitely mechanical. And um, I guess Max knows his stuff. Uh, I have a little more dirt on, um, on the topic from Camille, who I, I um, autocorrect butchered her name when I wrote it down. So Camille, I'm very sorry yeah. for calling you cramp. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she says that you were voted in high school, most likely to marry a foreigner, which you in fact did. Max is Canadian. Um, and then yeah. you, you went to, uh, uh, he met your family and went on vacation with them within weeks of first meeting. How was that? Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> I, I don't, it was very strange. Like I typically don't move that quickly. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of, yeah, it was um, definitely interesting. Actually, like I think my parents are more shocked than me for sure. Um, yeah, but <laughs> anyway, she, she wanted, she wanted to contribute some, uh, some fun, fun facts there. Um, yeah, she was and, my roommate when we were, uh, she was one, she was my roommate, one of my roommates when we, when we were dating. So <laughs> got she, it. Was all, she yeah. knows a lot then. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we have some other fun questions from, uh, from the fans. Um, awesome. so let's dig into these. Um, let's see here. What are some of your shareable goals for you in 2021? So this is more of on the serious side. The rest, the rest are not. Yeah. I mean, quantitatively, like, I mean, I think, you know, everyone wants to be on that Olympic team, um, this year, if you are, if you are healthy and you're at that level. And I think, you know, I think that's, going to be the goal for almost everybody. Um, so I would love to be on that team, whether it's 5k or 10k, uh, remains to be seen. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to say exactly what that, what those tangible goals are other than, you know, you need to do what you need to do to be on that team. So get the Olympic standards and, um, you know, hopefully be in a position to come top three at the trials, but I don't really know at this point what 2021 is going to look like. Um, I am keeping an open mind. I trust Ben Rosario. Um, and you know, we haven't actually talked about like what the actual opportunities are in 2021, but I think, you know, because we don't know how many opportunities we will have and how things will go, even though, you know, I'm hopeful about the vaccine that's been announced in the past few days. Um, You know, it's just like one of those. And when you have the opportunity, like you just, you need to make the most of it the best you can, you know? Um, So that's really my overarching goal is like, whenever I get an opportunity to race, you know, um, just try to, get the most out of myself on the, on the day. And I think we were really good about that in 2020. I mean, we had, we did get to race a lot more than I expected. Like St. George, we did a a couple time trials in Flagstaff. We had a mile in Sedona at um, 5,000 feet and then the sunset 5k race. And we did a inner squad Santa Barbara 
10K. And then this 10K, it's out running in the Michigan Ekaden. And it's just been like, wow, like so many more. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> I thought we would, I know, like when I actually think about it, it's like a lot more than I anticipated. And, you know, even though this last one, which kind of stinks to have kind of a, a stinker race, your last race of 2020, being <laughs> consistent, it's like, you know, it, it sucked to not perform. But the, the, the bottom line is like, I got to, I got to, I got to perform. Right. And right now. And I think that, you know, that mindset I think is just, it's just, it's more fun. It's more gratifying. Um, you know, and so that's kind of the mindset I'm, I'm taking into 2021 as well. Yeah. I love that. Um, I had a conversation on the podcast with Aisha Prottlier and fun was the like overarching theme Yeah, where she's basically said, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And I've been a professional athlete for X number of years and I'm still having fun. So yeah, uh, (laughs) absolutely. Um, So switching over to some more fun questions. (laughs) um, What is your favorite Baylor memory? Uh, And this is um, from Kate Barrett and she says favorite Baylor college, not uh, dog. (laughs) Yes, she knows. I'm like staring at my dog lovingly. Like every second I spend with you the best. Um, Oh man, that is such a hard question. <laughs> or one one good one. Um oh man. I mean, any of like the team functions. I, I remember this one time we had like a big like men's and women's like potato salad fight on the <laughs> field one day. <laughs> it was I mean, it was so we're so dumb. But it, that was It so sounds weird. awesome. I, I mean, one thing I re- I was awesome and disgusting. Um, but one thing I remember, I mean, that I, one thing I miss so much about college running is being on that DMR relay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. So probably, I mean, I just, For the trail runners out there, that's distance medley oh, relay. Yeah. It's a distance medley relay. So it's a 1200 and 800, 400, and then a mile at the end. And I just always performed so much better when I had like other people relying on me than I did individually, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, probably any of those, like, I just think of all the team trips we took to Drake relays where we did all kinds of things like, you know, DMR, sprint medley, like four by 16. Like those are just, th- those are just the best. Very cool. Um, On to hot pockets. Uh, do you have a favorite hot pocket joke? <laughs> well, there's like a six minute long Jim Gaffigan bit. And what it's from, it's not me saying I'm hot. It's like, you know, talking about the delicious, like nutritious microwave meal. And, um, yeah, you know, it's like, there's so many, but I, I just, one that I do like is Jim hit when he's like, he's like, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone after eating a hot pocket say, I'm glad, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I ate that. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, so there, there's a, there's a plethora of, of them, but yeah, it is a pun. It is you know, for any of people that did not get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's similar to her last name. Um, it, so this is this is tangential to um, to your teammate. Uh, is a hot pocket the cousin of a burrito? Yes, it is. Are burrito are burrito bowls considered burritos? And and your answer to this question oh, determines yeah. your fate of the team on the team next year. You know what, Mister Fowl? <sighs> 
I will agree with you that a burrito is better than a burrito bowl. I will give you that as long as it's double wrapped. That's that's okay. than a like burrito. a taco. Yeah, but you know, like a soft. <laughs> <laughs> like a what? A soft taco, but yeah, yeah, yeah. soft, a lar- like very safely wrapped. But you know what? If we like, going to supporting your teammates, if you've never tried a hot pocket then you're dead to me. <laughs> so Scott, get uh, yourself to Safeway because I guarantee you they don't have them in Sprouts. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> um, I have 50 more questions, but I think that's a good place to wrap. <laughs> 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 Thanks so much for uh, for taking some time to chat today and uh, hope to see you out in uh, Flagstaff or at a race at some point soon. Yes, me too. I know it's so weird because I I've listened to your podcasts and I've heard your interviews with my other teammates and like it's so weird that I haven't actually met you yet. So I hope so too, and I really appreciate you inviting me on here. Of course, uh, we'll talk soon and uh, see you out there. Hopefully, sounds good. Thank you. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on For the Long Run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.